Hey everybody, it's Chris again with Connect Stephenville, and I'm here today with Matt Miller, Edward Jones. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing well. Good. Um, we're going to visit a little bit today about what Matt does and, and a little bit more about him, and then we're going to maybe get into a conversation about uh, the market and, and kind of get his thoughts there. So, Matt, tell me a little bit about just kind of what you do with Edward Jones and yeah, um, you know, I've been with Edward Jones now for nearly a decade. Um, obviously, financial planning uh, is a huge part of what Edward Jones does. But, you know, more importantly, we help people basically save their money, invest their money, transition their money, um, whatever it is from a solutions base that they do. So everybody's in different uh, financial situations, looking for different things, whether it's saving for retirement, whether it's um, estate planning, whether it is uh, stock trading, whatever, everybody's got something and some financial goal that they're trying to achieve, but that's defined in several different ways. So we kind of use a, I don't know, maybe a little bit more grassroots or face-to-face -face interaction um, than maybe your traditional firms that you've heard of. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit about Edward Jones. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm going to learn something here because I honestly don't <laughs> know a lot about it. So, um, so uh, let, let's let's go before Edward Jones. Uh, tell me, tell me about you know where you're from, and and maybe take us up to how you how did you end up working with Edward Jones? Yeah, yeah, no problem. I always like to tell people. Uh, growing up, I had a drug problem. You know, my parents drug me all over the world. <laughs> um, I'm an army brat. You know, both my parents served in the uh, in the U.S. Army. Um, I was born in Berlin, Germany. You know, lived in Panama. Lived in just about every military base east of the Mississippi River. Um, but lo and behold, my dad was born and raised in Stephenville. So. Okay. Uh, when my when my parents both retired, we were stationed in um, Fort Carson, Colorado, in our in our last uh, stint, so to speak. Um, his parents, my grandparents, uh, they lived uh, just north of Stephenville in Morgan Mill, and so when they retired, we uh, we moved back here and and took care of them. They've since passed, but um, you know, I guess now since basically my freshman year in high school, Stephenville's been home. So. Um, won't give age, but yes, we just had, you know, 20 year high school reunions and, and all of those type of things. And I don't know, you know, it's, it's been kind of um, always something that kind of fascinated me with was numbers and that sort of thing. But the CPA route that really never interested me much. Um, but, you know, being, you know, I started a, a, a um, an investment account at a young age um, with uh, with some money that we had that, that I had gotten from an insurance claim and so that kind of piqued my interest a little bit and then you know the rest is kind of history and and I dabbled here and there was a finance manager for a local car dealership for uh, a number of years but that really wasn't you know I was always trying to find that passion and walked into an Edward Jones office um, you know more than 10 years ago and kind of piqued my interest and now here I am today. Okay, cool. Um, so obviously, financial planning and what's going on with the stock market and retirement funds and <laughs> just businesses in general is, um, I think for a lot of us, sort of a huge concern right now. Um, I'm, I guess I'm curious, you know, from a day-to-day -day standpoint, 
you know, what's changed for you um, right now as far as what you do? Yeah, good question. So, you know, a lot of my business is more or less face-to-face interaction. Yes, I have phone calls. Um, yes, I do WebExes and things like that. But, you know, uh, face-to-face interaction is kind of how you build your business, either through referrals or, or whatever the case is. So we've had to adapt over you know, the the better part of a month now going on six weeks, if you think about it that way. But um, yeah, you know, a lot of people have questions around the market. And, and, you know, if you think about the last three recessions, or really, there's been there's been 12 um, kind of down markets that are worse than what we're going through right now. But every one of those were defined more in a uh, financial recession, right? So, uh, a financial crisis, so to speak. More more recently, we had 2008, right? And yes. uh, but that was that was more of a financial recession. This is more of a healthcare crisis, if you think about it. You know, so there isn't a financial bubble that's bursted or anything like that, or banks lending money or or, or anything along those lines. And kind of what you've seen over the last little bit is, um, you know, you had a big eye opener just a couple weeks ago on a Sunday when the feds cut rates to zero. If you'll remember that, you know, that doesn't happen real often. You know, we may never see that again. Right. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people say, well, where do interest rates go from here? And did the feds use their bullets, so to speak, or whatever the case is. But what people aren't talking about is the $700 billion that they are putting back into the bond market. Okay. So, um, you know, for, for just simple, simplistic purposes, you've got the stock market and you've got the bond market and those kind of, those, they don't, they don't go hand in hand. Right. And so usually when the stock market is, is at an array, like we're seeing it, the bond market is more of your safety net. You know, it's not going to make you rich, but it's going to keep you from being poor. Right. And so, uh, we have to remember that the bond market is about 10 times the size of the equity market market or the stock market. So, you know, this was, it was really fast. Um, you know, we saw in about a three and a half week period, about three and a half years worth of returns basically gone. We've had the fastest bear market that we've ever seen. But in immense that, you know, we feel like and, in, in, you know, with with analysts and portfolio managers and uh, chief investment strategists that we've heard from over the last, golly, you know, better part of a month, they feel like the recovery is going to be pretty big, too. So, you know, if you think about even uh, about a week ago, we saw the largest three-day return in the stock market since 1933 um, coming off the Great Depression. So, you know, um, you're seeing another another calm to the storm, so to speak. And, and um, you know, from A to B, it's never a straight line, but, you know, the... Um, you know, there, there's really no time to panic. You know, it's more like we said, it, it, it's more of a health care. Take care of yourself. Take care of, um, you know, your family and all of those things. This too shall pass. But, you know, I think about small business owners like yourself, Chris, and, and you know, others in the community, not, not to name specific names, but people that have had to lay people off and people that have had to shut doors and things like that. It's, it's um you know the resilience. I, I I would I wouldn't bet against America in something like this. I wouldn't right. bet against the small business owner. I think that's what's defined our economy, and I think it will continue that way. Right, right. Um, no, I mean I totally agree. I think that I I do feel like you know from from a small business standpoint that 
time is a little bit of a factor because <laughs> one month versus two months versus six of being closed or shut down, you know, those, those numbers start to really, really look different as far as how, you know, sustaining a business that's uh, closed. And um, I think the uncertainty is probably one of the scarier parts of this from a small business standpoint. And, uh, you know, I don't know how that affects you guys, you know, with your, your business. Um, it's probably a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit different, but, you know, um, the clients we serve are clients just like yourself, right? The small business owners, the large business owners, you know, from every financial background you can imagine. So, you know, there is a ripple effect there for sure. Um, much like the small business owner, um, with the uncertainty, markets don't like uncertainty either. So right. that's what causes, um, you know, volatility and, and things like that in the market. So, um, you know, I hope we look back on this. I feel like we will. I hope we look back on this a year from now and say, you know what, it, as bad as we felt like it was in the uh, in, in the time of everything going on, it wasn't that bad, right? Right, so. right. No, I think that's I think that's a good point. That's you know I want to kind of finish this with talking about some positives, but before we do that, I've, so I've, I've got some questions because I know I think a lot of people, um, for instance, uh, I would you know my thought is that probably the majority of, there, there's probably less people that have um, that do um, stock market investing outside of like a retirement fund. And I know that probably a lot of people, I've actually heard talk of this, my parents, you know, and, and others that, you know, they look at their retirement fund and they see it shrinking. And so there's a bit <laughs> of panic there and they, um, there's this, well, I've lost my money. And I, I said, well, no, you haven't lost it. Well, I got to take it out so I don't lose more. I'm like, no, no, no. Because if you take it out. That's when the loss has really occurred, right? It, you know, and so you can you talk through that? Yeah. Just a minute? So you bring up a really good point. So, um, you know, I don't know where the next. My crystal ball doesn't work any better than anybody else's <laughs> right, does, right. right? But throughout my, you know, even short career, if you think about it, the, you know, I don't know where the next ten or twenty point swing is going to be but I know where the next 100 point gain is going to be, and that's going to be down the road. It is. You know, we're seeing, you know, five, you know, I mean, if you think about just the month of March, the average daily swing was almost five and a half percent, almost a little bit more, actually. And that's crazy if you think about from a volatility standpoint. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would urge everybody's financial situation is different, but I would urge investors that unless your long-term goals have changed, you know, you're not going through anything that anybody else hasn't gone through in the past and have come out better on the other side. So think about this for just a second. So, you know, I don't want to say that the coronavirus in the U.S. was good timing, but if you think about quarter in, that's typically when dividends and interest pay from certain investments. And so if you were to walk into a store and everything was on sale, it'd probably be a good time to buy things, right? Well, if you think about, well, Matt, I don't have any, any additional money or something like that. Times are tough or whatever the case is. But what you do have is you have investments that are reinvesting its dividends and interest right now, since they're paying those at the end of the quarter, you know, they're actually buying at a, at a lower rate, right? A good analogy that I always use with, with clients, it's, you know, Chris, when you, when you were growing up, I probably, 
imagine, I don't know everybody, but I probably imagine either you were sitting down at the, at the dinner table with either your grandparents, your aunt and uncle, or, or, or your parents, and there was always that vegetable you didn't want to eat, right? Yes. Which, what vegetable was it? Um, well, I didn't really like any of them. Okay, so that's usually, <laughs> potatoes. that's a lot of what, what, what we get, right? Not really any of them, but I bet you in somewhere in a min, amongst all of that, your parents were like, oh, to help you grow up big and strong. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you want to grow up big and strong like your dad or your grandpa or your older brother or whatever, you got to eat your vegetables. Carrots. Well, yeah, you know it was the right thing to do now yeah. that you're an adult, yeah. but at the time it's like, heck no. Well, right now is that time, right? Not Right now is the time in the market to eat the vegetables because you know what the right thing to do is. It's just people don't want to wait and we're impatient and we're in this instant gratification society, unfortunately. And I think the biggest thing is we have the emotional attachment to our money, right? Uh -huh. And that's what's tough. So yeah. a lot of times, if you think about J.D. Power and Associate comes out, or I'm sorry, um, J.P. Morgan comes out with an investor insight every quarter. And so what they do is they rank all of the different, you know, indices and sectors in the market and time and time again um, the average investor makes so much less than what the market actually is or even a diversified portfolio and the number one reason is because of the emotional attachment that we have we make the wrong decisions at the wrong time right yeah. so if you had money back in 2008 and you knew that the market was going to go up 350 percent over the next 10 years you'd have put all your money in the market right. knowing what the outcome is well Right. The market has recovered every single time, but yet people want to treat this time differently. You know, right. we've been preparing for a down market. We just didn't know what it was going to be defined as coronavirus or, you know, people thought election year or people think interest rates, people think, you know, natural disasters or attacks or whatever, wars, uh -huh. you know, go back through just your lifetime and look at all of the of the top five or 10 media stories throughout every year. And it may not be coronavirus, but what about World War One and Two? What about the Cold War? What about Enron? What about 9-11? I mean, just think about those big time things and the markets and these companies. Again, going back to, I'm gonna bet on America every time. Mm -hmm. Think about these companies that are resilient moving forward. And so to the investor, you know, to kind of cap that off, um, you know, if you're putting new money to work right now, it's awesome, you know, right. because you're buying everything low. The worst thing that we can do right now is to realize those losses because you don't have an opportunity to get it back. Like take two weeks ago when the market was up 18% in one week. If you'd have cashed out before then, you'd have never got that 18% back, right? Right. So, right. yeah. And I think um, when you say realizing that loss, I think that that's one thing that some people don't understand is say, let's say I have $100,000 and it's dropped and now it shows it's 70. Well, yeah. I could get that back, but if I pull it out now for fear of losing more, then I will have actually lost that money. I'm realizing that loss at that point that I pull that money out, right? So absolutely. You know, um, I heard just with with interest rates. So a lot of people have the, uh, you know, oh well, I can I can put my money in cash or put it in a coffee can, bury it under the uh, bury it in the backyard, put it yeah. in the mattress. You name it. You know, we, we've heard it all. But you know, with interest rates where they are right now. You know, if you had ten million dollars in ten years, you'd have only you'd have only made fourteen grand. Okay. Unfortunately, Chris, I, I don't know uh, what you bought or how much you spent for your first car that you ever bought. Do you have any idea? Um, 
Yeah, well, I, I built it, but we, I think about $5,000. That was about okay. the budget. I'd for... be willing to bet that the truck that you drive now costs more than five grand. Yes. Yeah, there's a little thing called inflation that unfortunately, you know, my grandfather always told me that two guarantees in life are death and taxes. Yeah. Well, I know now that there's a third one. It's called inflation. Right. Unfortunately, interest rates being where they are is not going to keep up with inflation, right? I always say, you know, you know, you, you kind of have to have the best of both worlds. You got to have money that's liquid every day for living expenses and all of that and in preparation for these down markets. But, you know, thinking about the market, the market is going to help you keep up with your way of life and your quality of life down the road, right? right Things right. are just going to get more and more expensive. You know, give you some statistics. Here's what's crazy. So you're talking about coronavirus, right? So 80% of China's economy is back, right? Okay. And people, a lot of people don't know that, no. and that was as of that was as of uh, business on uh, Friday. So if you think about that, but think about all the companies that have actually done well through coronavirus. I mean, you go to HEB and they can't keep stuff on the shelves, yeah. right? Yeah. You go to uh, look at all these medical industries that are having. I mean, Apple has now opened up all of their facilities back in China. You know, they're twenty. 20 million, they've, they've, they've estimated 20 million um, that they're going to get for masks and things like that for the medical industry. So just think about the things, you're thinking about opportunities in the market, right? right so think right. about these things that are going to, that, that are going to, you know, really be expounded upon uh, during this time. So, yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, there, there are definitely some things that I can see are, are growing through this and doing really well. So, um, Sometimes it's a bit hard to see that yes. <laughs> from where I sit, but but that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, you, you're hearing Tenley in the background. She's with me too, so I apologize <laughs> about that. But um, you know, it's it, it, it it's a world epidemic. It's not a uh, just in the U.S. Uh -huh. So you know, I mean. Um, you know, think about, so you, when you peel back these numbers and you really think about it, and we talked about being a healthcare crisis, you had the oldest, you had the oldest country in the world was the, um, you know, was the hardest hit and that's Italy, right? I mean, they're the old, they're, from, from an age standpoint, they're the oldest, uh, oldest country in the world. Europe's been around forever, you know, so you have all of these things and that's why you're seeing a, you know, really you're seeing a rebound in the market because there's actually good news out there and that's what people need to, you know, grab a hold of is the good news. Yeah. The, 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 the bad news and stuff is always going to be there. I mean, that's, yeah. you turn on any local or any national news broadcast, you're going to find you're going to find negative media everywhere, but search for the good because that's really what you can hang your hat on. Yeah. No, I think that's a good point. And, uh, you know, coming out of this, what, what are your thoughts as far as, you know, from, I mean, you talked a little bit about, you know, the market rebound and, and that there's some uh, potential positives there, maybe some really big positives for some people. Um, and then, you know, also I think from a, a personal level, you know, there's things that, that we can all gain from this. So what, what do you, uh, you know, what, how does that hit you? What do you think? Yeah. So from a business standpoint, you know, um, obviously oil and gas is always near and dear to our heart in Texas. You know, I think year to date that, that sector of the industry is down 50%, but I think there's a lot of friction there, you know, cause there's a lot of variables with Russia and with, uh, OPEC, Saudi Arabia and that sort of thing. But look at the ones that are going to be, uh, 
projected in the future that are down. Things like technology, you know, uh, you know, just recently there was a surgeon that was in one place and was able to do surgery in another place just through the 5G network. Look at artificial intelligence, look at uh, robotics and things like that. You know, we're just, you know, this, think about, think about, um, how the smartphone has changed basically everyday life and 5G is going to have, if not that, even more of a change in our everyday life. And that's nothing but technology. Well, you know, I know Social Security and, and we have the baby boomer generation and all of that. We've got 10,000 people turning 65 every single day. Well, if there's one thing, and that's for like the next decade or two. So if you think about that, the baby boomer generation, as we get older, unfortunately, most of our discretionary income goes to what? Healthcare, right? And so think about coronavirus one and the trillions of dollars worldwide that we're gonna spend on healthcare, right? Whether that be in, in equipment, whether that be in vaccines, whether that be in, uh, coverages, whatever the case is, healthcare is going to be a big deal. And so these two, you know, big, huge players in our future and in our uh, evolution as society, if you think about it that way, um, you know, they're at an extreme discount right now, you know. And, and so investing in things like that for the future, you know, that really plays a big hand. And then personally, um, you know, my wife works um, at the office at, at Hook uh, Elementary or third and fourth grade hook and you know one of the things that I have <laughs> that, that I have really grasped over the last month or so is how resilient we are as people um, you know the resilience of you know what this is just an obstacle and we're gonna find our way around it you know um, to see what they've done from, I mean, literally from the top down, from the administration to the educators, to the staff, to the support staff, to the cleaning crew, to the, you know, to the maintenance people, to everything, and just the school district to see what they've done, you know, just gives me hope. I mean, they're still finding ways to educate our next future leaders of our community, our, our country, our world, those sorts of things, and that, that's what gives me hope. Um, it makes me feel good inside. It's kind of that warm fuzzy, um, you know, because nobody's, you know, nobody has put themselves on a platform. Nobody has, you know, nobody's bigger than what this is. We've come together. And, um, you know, I, me personally, I think it was, I think it was time. I don't, I don't think it was time for the virus, but I think it was time for us to come together and for the caring spirit of, um, of what we needed for a, a, a community or a, a country that looked so divided for so long and now we're coming together. Yes, there's going to be positive and negative. I get that, but that's just the way it makes me feel. Um, and so I, I'm very inspired by the resilience, um, even of the, you know, I mean, look at the people of Stephenville, you know, I mean, um, you know, you look at the town hall meetings and yeah, there's always going to be pros and cons and disagreements here and there, but that's what makes us stronger. And that's what I believe will make us better in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, you know, one of the things I think, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about this is, is hopefully out of this, I hope that people can learn to see the other side, which is kind of part of my idea behind you know doing this and talking to small business owners and people in the community is um, for everyone to see that you know we're all affected differently 
and I hope when we when we come out of this, there's a little bit of a um, um, a tolerance for other opinions, and you know I can view things one way, and you can view things another way, and we can still be friends. That's okay, you know. Absolutely. And, and so, um, anyhow, uh, you know, I think that, and I think that we're going to see that. I think that. Um, there's a lot of fear-based decision-making going on, and I, I think as we settle into this, I think some of that's going to dissolve, at least I hope. So, I think so, too. You know, I mean, it's easy it's easy to grab a hold of fear, yeah. you know, because that's, you know, um, I think the fear of the unknown is, is, you know, the biggest fear of all, you know. I mean, and that's kind of, you know, why... You know, in my industry, you know, people are fearful of the market. Why? Because they just, they can't grasp it. They don't understand it. As my dad calls it, it's legalized gambling. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, um, but a lot of times it's because people don't understand it. And that's scary, you uh-huh. know. And so uh, I think you're exactly right from a fear standpoint. Yeah, cool. Well, um, if people want to talk with you more about uh, possibly if they need some help financial planning or, or just... I know some people might just want to talk about where they're at and get some advice. Where would they Where would they reach out to you? How's the best? Yeah, the best way to reach out to me is is uh, is literally. I've got my office number at eight one seven three seven zero two eight eight six. I will give my cell phone number. That's just because that's who I am. Uh, that number is two five four five nine two nine zero three three. You can always reach me at Matthew M A T T dot miller m-i-l-l-e-r at edwardjones.com but you know this isn't a plug for for edward jones or anything like that um if you just have questions you know of hey because i know everybody's financial situation is different if you just want you know some some uh, just a sounding board with some financial advice on hey matt this where do you think i should start i'd love to just chat i mean that's that's who i am as a person um i'm not in it for you know make a quick buck or anything like that. That's not what this is about. So uh, I appreciate you being willing to sit down and, and chat. It's a great idea. And, and um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, you're welcome. Thank you. And uh, I guess we'll wrap this one up. And uh, I'll, uh, I've got a few other people lined up for interviews. So you guys that are, that are listening, uh, share this. Um, I think it would be good for our community to get to know more local business owners and that's really the idea of this whole thing. So you guys check back. I'm going to be putting more stuff up and uh, look Matt up. And, uh, he can help you with, with any questions you may have. We'll talk to you all soon.